Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. I'm really seeing how my strengths played into those roles of both being a mom and being also a teacher. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am excited for you today to hear from a very fun guest that I've met over the last few years, Ellen Bennett. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be on your show. I'm excited. Oh, I'm super excited. This is going to be just a fun time. Um, Ellen and I met a few years ago. Her son and my son-in-law, Andrew, have grown up together and been great friends. So we have met over the last few years as Rachel, um, my daughter, and her son's friend got married. So it's fun to um, have time to visit. Sometimes when I'm out in California visiting Rachel and her family, and it's always a treat to get a little sneak visit in with Ellen. So that's really been such a fun time for me. Oh, I love it too, Barbara. I love all your insight and your encouragement. Um, I love getting together with you when you're you're out here, out this way in California. Well, I think about when we first met, I guess it was at Rachel's wedding shower. And I don't know, we just like hit it off. We did. <laughs> well, it's fun. And then we had some time to talk about your strengths. And so that's why I'm eager for people to hear about just the, some of the things you've been learning about you and your strengths, but obviously just to enhance so many things that I think you've had in place in your life, but just kind of a new um, new way to give put a lens over who you are and what you're made for. So. True. It's, it's so helpful because you get to know yourself better and also how you work with others. So I love that about the strengths. And it's such yeah. a positive way of looking at yourself versus, oh, I do this and this. It's, no, this this is a good thing. Build on this. Learn better how to strengthen those strengths. So it's, yeah. it's really helpful. Well, um, why don't you just take a second and tell just a little bit. I mean, we've kind of hit on a little bit who you are and where you live and what you do. All right. Well, I've been married to Steve for 31 years. And our son, Matt, is now 29, hard to believe, and he is married to Elizabeth, and they live in Bologna, Italy, and work for Crew on the college ministry. There's a huge campus there of 85,000 students. And then my daughter, Haley, is 27, married to Micah, and they live a lot closer, only 15 minutes away in Carlsbad. So we are in the San Diego area, and I love having them close by. And um, I was a teacher for nine years at a classical Christian school and just adored it and loved the people I worked with. And before that, um, I was a major in English Lit at, at the University of Tennessee, and that I've always had that love of of literature, reading, writing, and so to be able to homeschool my kids some and teach them that, as well as being able to teach at 
the school nearby was just really a great experience. And well, I know we'll talk about this later, but I'm really seeing how my strengths played into those roles of both being a mom and being also a teacher. Well, I know as I have talked with people over the years, I as it's kind of obvious, I just love talking with people about their strengths. But I think especially even the last few years, kind of having a radar more for people like in transition in different um, phases of their life. And I think so many of us have a lot of transitions in life, but that's why I'm excited to hear from you and just kind of, like you said, what you've been doing over the years, but even how at this age, as you've stopped teaching, but just to kind of look at what, okay, what's next and what am I good at and what, what do I love doing? And so I'm excited to hear more about that. How did you first get interested in Clifton Strengths? And what are your top five strengths? Yes. My top five are input, connectedness, empathy, learner, and restorative. And I first got interested in the Clifton Strengths because my kids learned about them in college. Their classes that they took had them take the tests. And then my son, who I mentioned is with Crew, they really also emphasize the strengths and how to work together as a team using those as well. And then the school where I used to work, um, Horizon Prep, they also really emphasized strength finders and gave us a book, had us take the test. And then finally, after I met you, it was so fun to be able to talk with you about my strengths and to also um, go through that training with you through Core Clarity. And that was very helpful and enlightening. So um, I feel like it's just been, I I also am very, of course, interested in people anyway. Um, I think with with all of my strengths, with learner input, connectedness, empathy, um, even restorative, they all kind of point to learning about other people and how to best um, encourage them, support them as well. Mm, that's great. Yeah. So what what have been some of your takeaways as you've um, learned about them? And I'm sure I'm sure you've taken a lot of other um, personality assessments or had different things that kind of have enlightened you about yourself. But what are, what are some of the takeaways that you've gotten as you, as we've talked about your strengths? Yes. Well, to go through each one just briefly with input, being a teacher just became, just came very naturally. I love input, gaining knowledge and skills to just become a better teacher. And then I'm always seeking to learn from others and to gain pointers I can put into practice. So even the teaching craft, how do I best do that? How do I relate to these students? How do I show them that I care about them, but also hold a high standard? So all of that was just fascinating to me and I loved it. And then also with connectedness, I love connecting ideas. So with teaching, I was able to connect the themes of the literature we were studying with real life. For instance, um, just a quick example, in The Hobbit, Bilbo goes through a series of trials and those build his character and self-confidence. And that also all leads to him saving his friends and the world around him. And really, um, 
as a follower of Christ, that's what we're doing as well. We are going through these different trials in life that do build our character that we have to push through. And um, we're also able to help others, you know, along the way. So um, I love that. And then also with um, empathy and restorative, um, with empathy, there, there came a real responsibility to the students. So I do not like conflict, but there would be times when I would need to be able to talk to a student or a parent about some problems that that student was having. And I think that empathy and restorative really help with that because I knew that, um, that if I really cared about that student, I was going to pursue helping them either grow in what they needed to grow in or to, to just help them gain skills that they needed. So I think that was all really helpful. And, and sometimes I would come across a student having dyslexia or not having executive functioning or the study skills they needed. So part of that restorative was to be able to work with them and find ways that we could help them grow, which would also help them later in life, whether it's high school or, or beyond. I love just seeing how they all weave together. And I think like you mentioned, even with restorative of, you know, just that picture of like fixing what's broken and just that that comes easily for you. And I love the, just thinking about you being a teacher, if I was in your class of just the gentleness and kindness and wisdom you would have in helping a parent or student in dealing with whatever, whatever the problem would be, that just seems like you were made for doing stuff like that. Well, thank so. you. And I definitely was not always perfect, but that's part of that input and learner too, which was great because I wanted to, and probably restorative too, to, to be able to grow in all of that. I know as we talk about strengths, there's always, even though the idea is to talk about our strengths, but the reality is that there are some things about our strengths that can hold us back. Have you come across any bumps in the road that you think, oh yeah, sometimes I, this is a little glitch here or not a glitch, but a way that you need to kind of move forward in a different way or way any of your strengths do, do hold you back in some way. Definitely. It was really funny when I first took the test because my number one was input and I'd always seen that as a weakness, not a strength. Because often I would not have the self-confidence in myself making decisions. I would want to go ask everyone else around, around me, well, what do you think? What do you think? So that can be a drawback to input. But now seeing it as a strength, I realize, oh, it is really great to be able to get input from others and from other sources that could be books to the internet. But um, I've learned to be careful to not lean only on the input of others, but to also think about what my own opinion is. So I can take that input, but make sure that I'm also just weighing all of those to make a decision. So sometimes I literally have to step back and say, but what do you think, Ellen? You can evaluate. What does your mind and gut tell you? So mm. that, that's been really good. Um, another drawback, which 
also uh, can be a problem is with empathy, it's a great strength. But sometimes I can think that I'm reading someone the right way, but really I'm not. So for instance, um, I have to be careful if I'm diagnosing or, or analyzing someone's emotions around me correctly, because I have, you know, baggage myself that I might have a filter through which I'm actually seeing those other people's emotions. So for instance, um, with my daughter, she once said to me, mom, it's not always about you. Sometimes I might be acting withdrawn because I'm upset or pondering a different situation. And I would just take that, oh no, what have I done wrong? Or I wonder if I've offended her versus no mom, sometimes I'm just not, you know, connecting at the moment. Um, and then with my husband, what's interesting is he is all in the green area, which means he's um, very strategic and reflective, reflecting. So sometimes he, instead of just communicating with words like I do, he might just point at something because he wants to be efficient in his communication <laughs> versus I was raised in the South. We use our words. We're very polite. Uh -huh. So it's been kind of funny. We're able to laugh at it often. And just talk about, oh, he doesn't mean that in a strident way. Um, he's just trying to be efficient. So we both are working on our communication with each other. Um, I'm trying to teach him how to be a little bit more polite and Southern, but you know, you also <laughs> are not supposed to change your spouse. So yeah, we'll see how that works out. That is, that can be tricky for sure. Mm -hmm. I know, like, as also as we talk about strengths, it's, it's encouraging to think about how how can we really develop what they what they say like our these are our talents until we put our time and effort and use and energy into them that they become strengths. Is there anything in particular that you've done or even any books that you've read or are reading even now that you think oh yeah this is helping me to grow in this strength or to make this more useful? Yes. One book that was really helpful to me was a book about Myers-Briggs test, which was Please Understand Me by mm -hmm. Kersey Bates. And that was especially helpful when my daughter was younger. I have that uh, talent or strength of empathy, but my daughter didn't always want me to be helpful. She thought if I was being helpful, that I was thinking that she couldn't actually do something. And she's very strong and confident and wanted to be trusted instead of always being helped. So that was an area where I was able to just grow and learn, oh, she doesn't see my help, um, my input as, as being helpful. I need to, with her, just cheer her on and not always be giving her my input. So that was one area that, that was really helpful. Also, just with the, the strength of connectedness, I love being able to be in Bible studies or um, just reading books about Christian living 
and applying those principles to myself and to those around me because I can connect all of those ideas together. Um, so I, that's, I think, been also really helpful. I, I just see connections everywhere. Another thing I love to do is just connect people. So I'll hear of someone being interested in something and then have learned that someone else is also interested in that. So to be able to connect them is, is really helpful. So being a learner, I'm always reading and wanting to learn and, and apply that, that information. Do you have a lot of books in your house? I have a lot of books. Now, <laughs> do I read them all? Not necessarily, or sometimes I'll have five going at once. But um, one thing I was reading about being a learner is that they love to know lots of different facts, but they don't always go real deep into a topic to become an expert. Sometimes they do, but, um, but I do have a lot of books. Yes. Mm, that's great. Well, um, I mentioned earlier about, and I think you did too, about your podcast that you decided to start a podcast. And I think that's one thing that we talked about early on as we started connecting, but what's the backstory about that? Why did you want to start it and what's it about? Yes. Well, as you know, with my with my strength of input and learner, after I retired from teaching, I wanted to just keep learning. And one of the ways to do that was to learn how to do a podcast. And I had this idea that I would love to hear people's stories about the difference Jesus makes in their lives. So for instance, what we we all live these lives, but what is it about knowing Jesus or following Christ that makes our life different or even what I would call extraordinary? So my idea was Jesus is the extra of our ordinary lives. So that's what makes our lives extraordinary. So wanting to just learn more about others, um, gain empathy in other people's lives. And then also learn this whole process of how to do a podcast, how to do audio editing, which was very intimidating to me because I'm not very mechanically minded. Um, that just was, was really fun to throw myself into and, and to learn how to do. And to be able to talk with you about it because you had started your podcast already and you just were invaluable for giving me, um, you know, helpful advice and learning about all the different um, helps that are out there on the internet. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I'm still learning a lot myself and I know there's, there's so many things to learn and so many ways to grow podcast and just make it even more, um, more beneficial to people. And so We'll have to keep sharing our notes with each other. Definitely, so. definitely. Well, and it was fun for me to be on your podcast recently, and I'd never been on a podcast before, so that was a new experience for me. And um, yeah, I just what what exactly do you love about doing the podcast? What what has brought you joy as you're doing it? One thing that I've been amazed at is 
when you are a follower of Christ, every everyone who who has that relationship with Christ has an amazing story in him. And so it has been so amazing to just look around at all of these friends that I have and to realize they each have these amazing stories of Jesus interacting in their life, of of there being a real relationship there with God. So I think that's what's been so exciting. And I do enjoy the creativity of editing afterward. It does take a lot of time, but once you're done, you feel like you've put together this creative project as well. So I think it's a combination of hearing the stories, being also inspired by them, because of course, with my input and learner strengths, I do really love learning from others. And each podcast has something new for me to think about, ponder, and try to put into action in my own life. So I've I've just loved it. Mm, that's great. Um, well, as you think about um, even just this season of life that you're in now, as your kids are married, you have a grandchild on the way. Yes. I heard you mentioned yes. last time we talked. And just that you're at a new season, is there anything particular that you're envisioning just in this next season or even new ways to use your strengths or step into things that maybe you haven't done before? Great question. Um, Boy, being a new grandparent is definitely going to be exciting. And I just am really hoping to be helpful as well as supportive and you know just cheering on that new family especially as they live in Italy i think it's it's a little harder over there they don't have all of the the conveniences we do here it's not as easy to get around um so definitely that um continuing with the podcast and just enjoying interviewing more people i love subbing at my school and kind of keeping a hand in that and maybe in the future, I might want to teach again part-time or even online. Um, and then I I really do enjoy leading Bible studies and being in Bible studies. So I think doing more of that. Also, I do love to travel. I think that's part of that, that learning um, strength as well. So I'm hoping to do more of that, whether it's just even in the States or, um, you know, in, in Europe or around the world, because I love learning about different cultures. And I am working on Italian. I'm not very good at it, but that's another fun feature oh. of having a, a son and daughter-in-law in Italy is trying to learn a little bit of Italian. That's very fun. Yes. Oh, that's great. Well, it's, um, it's just fun kind of envisioning some of those things that you mentioned if- what's around the corner for you. And I can tell you just are a woman who lives on purpose and it's, it's just a joy to, to see that and even think about what's ahead. Well, um, I'm wondering like if there's any time in particular that you thought, wow, this is what I'm made for. I mean, I feel like in our lives we have, as we look back, we have maybe different moments where proud of something that we did or that we love doing. And I think sometimes we don't even always see it ourselves. 
but I don't know. Do you feel like there's been anything in particular that you thought just that you felt that joy and satisfaction of like, this is what I'm made for? Yes. Um, I think really with teaching, which is interesting because after I graduated from the University of Tennessee with an English lit major, I did not want to become a teacher. I thought, oh, I'll work for a nonprofit, which I did end up working for the Oak Globe Theater here a couple of years in San Diego, which was really fun. But I didn't really want to become a teacher. And later, finances got a little hard for us. And Steve was also thinking, look, Ellen, if anything happens to me, I really would like for you to have some kind of profession that that you can do. And so I looked into getting my teaching credential and subbed some at my kids' school where they were at and really enjoyed it. And I think that was just one of those things where I wouldn't have pursued it necessarily myself, but because we had that need, it kind of pushed me into becoming a teacher. And it has been truly one of the one of the greatest things that I've been able to do. I think, um, especially with the staff in the school where God placed me, it was just a great learning environment for me to be able to grow in becoming a better teacher, a better person, um, and just learning more about myself as well as, um, you know, my, my strengths as well as my faults to know what more to, to work on and, um, to help, uh, and to just yield to the Lord to, to let him help me grow in those areas. But I would say, yeah, teaching. And even when the kids were younger, we did do some homeschooling and I just loved that. That was, that was really fun for me. And to be able to see the light come on, um, as we were, you know, learning about different aspects. So, um, yeah, I think that would yeah. be it. Well, that's that's so encouraging to think about. And I, I know probably most people, even though they might not take time to really think about it, but we all have somebody that's really shaped our lives, especially a teacher or, I mean, in some maybe in a negative way, but it is mm-hmm. so encouraging to think of just those lives that you've impacted and who knows it, just some little conversation that you didn't even think about maybe it wasn't the big, big, huge teaching moment, but just a, I care about you and I see you and you got pushed at the playground, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but just to know that your love and your desire to learn and impart that to others. And, and even like with the women that you lead Bible studies with and, um, just the insight that you bring to whatever you do, I'm sure is just such a blessing to to all of those people. Oh, well, thank you. And and as we all know, we just gain so much insight from other people, don't we? So I I just gain so much from those women that that I'm with in those studies or our life group, you know, that meets at our house on Thursday nights. Um yeah. which is a, a mixed group of couples and singles. Um so many great insights and um, encouraging support, which we all need. Right. Well, um, what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? 
Great. Well, I do want to mention, Barbara, that during one of our conversations, you brought up the fact that I was the only one in my family that had the um, that had empathy and was in the connect quadrant. Everyone else did not have any strengths in connect. And you said, oh, that must have been really lonely. And I thought, yes, it was. Finally, someone understands. <laughs> yeah. so that was just so funny to have that pointed out and to think, yes, that's true. And um, I, we now have Elizabeth in our family who has harmony and empathy. And so that's been fun. And, and my family has really grown, I believe, in, in really accepting each other for who we are and trying to connect better. But that was just, just really helpful um, to have someone just point that out and to, to understand that. So, um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Joy. <laughs> I think I especially have a radar for the empathy people because empathy is one of my strengths, and I think about that a lot. So, um, but yeah, I think it is with any of the strengths when we're the only one in a team or a family that has something, it does feel lonely and. I'm sure maybe with empathy might feel a little more lonely just because the nature of that strength. But, um, but yeah, I, I hope even as I talk with people and in the different workshops that I do, that it can bring those kind of moments to people to see the other ones around them and to just to have a mutual um, attention of like, wow, we we're different, but I need you. And you're not the, Maybe you are the only one, but I need whatever that strength is also. So I don't know. That's good. That's good. You know, one more quick thing is you also pointed out that my husband is in the full green category or the reflect or strategic thinking and that that's known as a guru. And that was really helpful too, because we are so different and I fortunately also have some in the green as well. So I think we're able to relate in that way, but just really trying to appreciate him for who God has made him to be. Um, you know, I mentioned trying to change our spouses, but instead really um, I'm just so grateful for him and how he does think and, and what he's also been able to give to our kids as, as they were growing up that desire to, um, to really reflect and, and to think deeply about things and, and to be logical. So, um, so anyway, I think that goes with the territory as well, which is learning to appreciate each other's strengths and not judge for those. But then also, um, on the other hand, not necessarily be envious as well, but just to just appreciate each other. Yeah, mm, that's so good. Such a great reminder. So, well, is there anything else on your mind or heart you'd like to share or any thoughts you have about anything? You know, um, one really little thing, well, maybe it's a big thing, is I think a lot of times moms 
especially have put so much into raising their own kids that when you reach that empty nest stage, it can be a time of grieving somewhat. And I think moms tend to think, oh, I shouldn't feel that way because I've done what I'm supposed to do. I've, you know, they've launched. Um, and instead, I think it's really important to be able to, to look at that and say, wow, I miss those times. I miss those little ones. And how strange that now my kids are going to be in that uh, situation in life. But, um, but I think too, to then be able to kind of reevaluate and say, okay, of course, I'm still important in my family. I'm still important to uh, be able to help and support and encourage. But, but what does God want to do with me now? So you were kind of talking about that as well. Um, what are those next steps? What, what else can we be doing in this world after concentrating so much on on that mom job? And even if you've had a career and done other things that still was a very important part in your life. So just to sum up, one, do think about it, do grieve, and um, two, go ahead and be able to look at your life now and what what do you want to accomplish now? Yeah, that's really good. Good advice and things to think about. And I think, yeah, as moms, our hearts are always so tight with our our children and then our grandchildren, if they come along and it is a hard place, like where's my place and who am I and what do I need to do with my life? And so those are, those are really important things to think about. But I think I, I imagine even as you with your strengths of learner input, I mean, not, I don't think Times of grieving are hard, whatever whatever they are. So it's not like that makes it easier, but possibly um, maybe not quite as bumpy of a road for you as mm. you have been going through that. And yeah, it's a big change, and I think it does catch us catch women off guard. I think. So. Yes. Yeah. But well, Ellen, thank you so much just for making time to chat, and I just love hearing your wisdom. I, I think, I mean, I look forward to more times that we can connect and just share the things that we're learning and seeing in each other and next steps that we're both taking. So thank you so much. Same here, Barbara. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.